Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Me Athlete Radio. Hey, and welcome to No Meat Athlete Radio, episode 46. This is Matt Frazier. As always, no Doug Hay today, but I am with a special guest, a friend of mine. Uh, his name's Carl Gaida, and this is kind of a different episode because it's, you know, Carl's not, uh, you know, he doesn't make his, his living doing vegan stuff. He's not, I don't think he'd call himself an athlete per se, uh, <laughs> not a vegan cookbook author, but still a fascinating guy uh, who does happen to be or has happened to be vegan for a long time. And we'll talk about where where that's gone next. But Carl, thank you for for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. I, I liked that uh, that intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I you've I don't know. I've been fascinated with what you've done online really since I think as since No Meat Athlete started. I found you very shortly after that, uh, back when you were doing ridiculouslyextraordinary dot com. Yeah, and uh, we've yeah, no, of... we've we've been we've been emailing for years. So yeah, um, we have. yeah, it's 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 been a while. <laughs> Yeah, it has, and we've met up a few times at different uh, South by Southwest or World Domination Summit type events. Yep. So yep. anyway, I just think you're doing cool stuff, and also I should mention that you were one of the initial inspirations for me to actually become vegan. Oh, uh, nice, nice. I was vegetarian for a long time, and I don't know, I had read some things on your blog about being vegan, and I don't know, you, Robert Cheek, and uh, Jenna Hamshaw from Choosing Raw, for some reason, right around the time when I was like close enough to being vegan, it was it was the three of you whose example I kind of looked at and I was like, you know, if they can do this, then then I also want to do this. Cool, um, cool. Yeah. I, feel, I feel so bad now considering where it's headed for, <laughs> for me, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll a... get into that. And I don't, I don't think, I mean, I don't know, P- people have different opinions. I, I, you know, I don't care what other people eat. I, I care about what I eat and, and it doesn't bother me at all that, that you've kind of become more vegetarian than vegan, but, um, we'll, we'll yeah, get into all that I was going to say this, this is probably going to be the, um, you're probably going to get the most hate emails or I'm going to get the most <laughs> hate emails from, from a show, um, as far as this goes. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I think the audience that we attract is not one that, uh, is very yeah, no, I, 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 non-vegan I, I, vegetarians. I, 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 Yes, I'm sorry. I, th- I think that's that's true as well. I think maybe your audience is uh, more more welcoming than some um, some uh, some communities. I'll say I've been a part of. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's and that's. There's another topic here that I think also you've said has generated some hateful email for you. And when I wrote about it once, people people it started an argument at least in the comment section, and uh, it actually got me to change a little bit. So let's. I'll actually start there. Uh, this is. I guess we should introduce what you do and kind of what your what your shtick is. Um, you're, I mean, do you consider yourself a nomad? Is that the right word? Um, so it's 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 not not completely because I like to travel and like I'm I'm in Budapest right now. I'm in Hungary right now, mm-hmm. um, and I've been living in Europe. I've been mostly Poland for almost I guess three years, two and a half years plus, right. um, but. I've been mostly stationed in Poland for most of that time. So, I mean, that's that's not completely nomadic. When I first started traveling, I guess it was a little over five years ago, I was moving around a lot and whatnot. So I would have maybe called myself nomadic back then. Um, and that's when I was very strictly vegan while I was while I was traveling. And we can kind of talk about that as well. But, um, yeah, so I, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a nomad. I'm more of just a I don't like to live in the same place for a long time person. That makes sense. I, I think and that that was kind of my understanding. That's why I didn't know if nomad was the right term. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of that type of person too. But I have a family, and that makes it a little bit harder to yeah. to move around. But we're we're trying. We're thinking about it. Cool. Um. So anyway, yeah. I mean, just I guess to clarify more. So you make your living doing online stuff, and you have for ten plus years now, right? I mean, more. more I mean, than yeah. My my whole really adult life, I I I graduated with a computer science degree that I never used, and then. Um, and I never got a job. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I didn't really either. So, or I did. I tried, and then I failed terribly at it. So I yeah, gave yeah. up on that. Um, yeah. So that's. I mean, for people who don't know, that's there are a lot of people who do this now. It's sort of. I think yeah, the no, four it's... hour work week has kind of made the idea popular. Not so much of nomadism, but of being totally disconnected and totally location independent. Of uh, course. But it goes much deeper than that, and there are plenty of people now who do this sort of thing. Uh, and it's because it's become it's become so easy. Like I, it, what's funny is, so 
I could have done it for a long time and I didn't realize I could until I read Tim's book. Mm-hmm. So I think that that happened with a lot of people and then it just kind of, you know, it, it went from there and now it's this whole kind of movement, I guess. Right, right. And then minimalism has also been kind of a big theme of what you've written about before. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is cool because that's something kind of just coincidentally that I've happened to write about and talk about on the podcast recently. Uh, I'm by no means a, a minimalist, but you know, someone who kind of aspires to just be more and more minimalist. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, to, to be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a minimalist either. I just, I don't like junk and I try to keep it to a minimum. And plus <laughs> when you're traveling and I, I have one backpack and a, and a computer bag, I, my options are, are limited as to what I can have, you know? Right. So, um, right. even if I'm not constantly traveling, I still fit my whole life basically in a bag. And that's the fact that you did all this traveling and, you know, and still do, and, and that you were vegan during this, that, that was part of what was so inspiring to me when I was thinking, you know, as a lot of people have these thoughts in their head when they're vegetarian or even not yet vegetarian. And you just think like, uh, you know, it's, it's the fear of not fear of being afraid, but, but just the fear of like being in a situation where you're not, where, where your diet forces you not to eat the way you really feel like or want to. Right. So for me, that was always a big one was travel. It was like I, I was scared to become first vegetarian and then vegan because I thought if I go to a new place, I want to experience that culture and like, you know, just be able to get the cow stomach that they sell on the street in Italy or, or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever local thing there is. And that was part of it. So when I saw that you were doing this and like to me, at least outwardly experiencing life to the fullest and doing all this, but you still chose to be vegan, that was that was inspiring to me. And that was kind of why I. I don't know, was fascinated by it, especially this one yeah. post. And that's what I want to talk about next. And this one where I think it was it was on Ridiculously Extraordinary. Uh, it was called something like How to Eat Vegetarian While Traveling or How to Eat Vegan. Yes, I think it was called Stress-Free Vegan Travel or something like that. Yeah. And it had sort of Buddhist themes to it. And you said in the post that you were not a Buddhist. No. But that really appealed to me, what your strategy as a result was. And it was you said that like a Buddhist monk – traveling from one place to another would have their bowl and they wouldn't question if someone filled their bowl with something they wouldn't question like what did you give me or turn down the food that someone well it's it's called um their daily alms and i and like i guess most religions it's not really followed anymore um it's it's kind of rarely followed as as far as it's more traditional Mm -hmm. um but it's um where you know every morning they they have a bowl and they they go uh to the community and and uh people in the community fill their bowl with food and whatever is whatever they give them that's what they have to eat and i guess also traditionally buddhism is a kind of vegetarian we'll say um religion but uh if you ever go to like thailand or any buddhist country you'll see that that's not true at all (laughs) (laughs) so anyway i mean so that translated into a, a kind of western modern context i guess it would be like if you ordered something at a restaurant and it comes out not not the way you ordered it, not vegan. Yeah. It comes out as a regular cheese pizza instead of a cheeseless pizza. Right. Your post was basically saying that you, in eating, living by that philosophy, would would go ahead and eat that pizza. You wouldn't send this back. Of course. Right. Yeah. Because my so my my understanding anyway of so I, I know we, we've talked about this previously as far as plant based versus vegan, and I think um, I think it's a good distinction because I think vegan is more political. Mm-hmm. And and plant based is more about um, health, right? If if I'm if I I'm, so. I mean, I'm going to kind of bring it down to like a very basic definition, yeah. um, and so I was I was vegan um, both for kind of health reasons, but also for very kind of strong, I guess we'll say political reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so my thing was. Um, the way I kind of defined veganism was not being disrespectful to animals and not being really disrespect and, you know, humans are animals too. Um, and not, not being disrespectful to not being wasteful, really not so not kind of being disrespectful to the world, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if, and it, I mean, it happened rarely, it happened, you know, every once in a while where I would get, I would order something and, you know, it would have cheese on it or it would have whatever um, that I didn't, whatever thing that I didn't want to eat um, on it. And for me, it was just, it, it, would, it actually like felt much worse to throw that away 
than to just eat it because if I were to or, if I were to send it back and they would give me a new meal, they're going to throw the old one away, and then so I've just wasted basically two meals instead of just one. Right. So, um, so yeah, that was kind of my my philosophy back then um, as far as as far as that whole thing goes. Yeah, and I've heard other people say uh, in sort of different for different reasons, I guess, but they say like that the animal has already suffered, so you know maybe and this is where where i have problems with it i guess but like that that animal deserves to be enjoyed for its suffering i mean that's yeah i've heard that among chefs a lot i I think that's what what i what i what i actually maybe had written in that article i wrote that like four years ago so i don't remember but um it yeah i mean it's that's that's how that's how I, i felt as well if if it was already if it had already suffered if it had already you know, been mutilated for a meal and I'm going to just throw it away. I just like, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that um, kind of mentally or whatever. Right. Yeah. So this, this was, I mean, even though I didn't travel that much back then for me, I guess for different reasons, this, this appealed to me so much. And it was like that, you know, I, it wasn't that I, I didn't think of it as respecting humans the way you, I guess did, but I thought of it as like, I just don't want to be the guy making a scene. Like when I thought of what vegetarians and vegans did before I was one, I thought <laughs> of people who, you know, who intentionally made a scene and called attention to themselves and yeah. said, this food is not good enough for me. Send it back. Yeah. You know, and I did not, that was like my biggest fear. I did not want to be that type of vegetarian or vegan. So this was like a concrete philosophy that I kind of grasped on. I was like, that's going to be my thing. I'm not going to send back food. If, if someone has me over for dinner and they, make a mistake and don't realize it i think even then i said even if it was meat i was going to still not not send it back i just didn't want to so that really made it easy for me to to go further with this like and even long after i was vegan i still held on to that as my thing that i was Mm -hmm. i was not someone who's going to send stuff back or basically make a scene and i think that has been good i think it has i don't i think that attitude would do a lot for uh the spreading of these ideas vegan and vegetarian just because i think so many people hate us because that that mindset you know it's perceived that that we are whatever snobby and self-righteous and yeah right exactly yeah so anyway i mean i've i've since kind of changed that so i wrote this in a post a while ago um i think it was my rules for living vegan in a non-vegan world or something yeah and people kind of questioned this in the comments and it really made me think about it and i i actually did change my my policy for this uh if that even matters but you know, I just, it's like, I felt like, okay, now I'm entrenched enough in this and like, this is part of my identity now, this vegan thing. So, you know, I, I changed that. And I basically said, I, now it's more important for me to not actually eat any animals than to have this thing, which was like really a nice crutch. It was, it really made it very easy for me to do it. So kind of for different reasons than you, but I liked, I liked that whole approach and it really helped me a lot. So cool. I don't know. I, I, I expect that people will hear this and, and just go one way or the other and say, I hate that idea. That's, that's everything that is not vegan. That's not, <laughs> but, but I think some people who are like where I was on that fence or scared of what other people will think about you making this choice. It, it's like a really nice, uh, it just helps you to go further with it. And, and I mean, here I am now vegan, not someone who would send back or, or sorry, someone who would send back food in most cases, I think. Uh, so I don't know. It, it, I guess it depends. Yeah. So, I, and I think a, a good, um, having it both ways type of way to do it is to mention if say somebody serves you something that is, is, you know, not say you go to a restaurant, you get some cheese, whatever is, you know, you can still mention that, you know, I don't eat cheese or whatever. I I haven't thought about how to do it in a nice way, but anyway, so I'm kind of just spitballing, but, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to eat this because I don't want to waste it type of thing. So, you know, you could still let them know. So they kind of look out for it next time, but um, I still, yeah. So, but I, as far as vegan, just in general, like I would, I would write about veganism and use the word vegan and call myself a vegan, but I, I always hated it. I always hated that word. And I hated, um, (laughs) I hated labeling myself with that. So, um, I only did it because it's, it's more easily understood than what I did. You know what I mean? Yep. Sure. And plant-based wasn't the popular term that it is now. Yeah, and that would, yeah. So it's basically like, do I want to get into a big discussion? Sometimes I would, and right. so I would, you know, and so it all it all kind of depended. It was all situational, you know. If if 
if if I feel like getting into a discussion about it, I can use some vague term that somebody's going to ask me about, and then we can talk about it. Right. Um, but you know, that's not always the case. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this this switch you've made because I I was I was surprised to hear that um, that you had started eating. I guess you call yourself vegetarian now instead of vegan. Yeah. Um. Just just because I always did sense that you had a, a pretty strong ethical or political leaning towards veganism i think i think once in a post or something i know yeah. what I, a lot of what your stuff i've read has talked about eating this way basically for energy and health reasons just you know and, and simplicity that, that it's a very easy way to stay healthy and eat cheaply yeah um but but you wrote a few times things like um you know like do i want you to eat vegan yes i want everyone to eat. i wish everyone would eat vegan yeah. But uh, so you, you know you weren't taking the stance that I take, which is sort of like you know I'm I'm doing it my way, and like if you want to do it, that's cool with me. I'm here to help you, but I'm not here to say whether you should or should not eat this way. Right. So I, th- I think I think my stance was yes, yes, I want you to, but I don't care what you do. You know okay. What I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> that makes sense. It was it was um, yeah, definitely. I think uh, I mean even now I think um, it's it's probably probably better um, for for most people um at the same time so i i, I know i, I kind of know where you're going so do you want do you want me to just go go, go along this yeah go yeah along so why route? yeah um because so what happened um and i wrote about this too on, on the blog i started having health problems right and once you start having health problems on a diet you think is kind of we'll say perfect um you start questioning things and start looking at other things um so, I mean, that's, that was really the catalyst. And, um, I, I think I just, that's, that's almost really all I, all I have to say. Like it, when I started having health problems, I realized, oh, this is not necessarily as perfect as I thought. And so when I was very, um, I guess very strictly vegan or whatever you want to call it, I, 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 th- I told myself anyway, that I cared more about you know, the suffering of, of animals than, than like my health or whatever. Right. And that's not true. Once you start, once you start <laughs> having health issues, you're like, no, I don't, I don't care about anything more than I care about myself. Right. Um, and that's, right. you know, human nature. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm not afraid to, to admit that as far as, you know, I don't, you know, it sounds maybe selfish, but it's true. Sure. Um, so that was, that was kind of the, 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 the kind of the, the point where I started not, not being so, so strict. And I still like, I, I mean, I, I mentioned this, I still mostly uh, don't eat anything that's vegetarian. I'm just much less, um, and I don't eat meat, but I'm much less. Uh, you mean not, so you don't eat anything that, or very much that is non-vegan. Yeah, no, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm much less, uh, I'm much less strict about it. Like mm-hmm. I, if I'm if I'm somewhere and the option is to eat a salad or like a cheese pizza, you know that's a very bad example because that's not <laughs> that's not. But you know what I mean? Like right. I will I will eat what kind of fills me up and doesn't kind of stress me out as far as am I getting enough calories? I'm just going to be tired all day or whatever type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it's 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 somewhat about like mental health too, as far as as far as that goes. Yeah, and that's um, what I was going to ask. Like, so I'm wondering what. I mean, yes, of course. When you when you see that your own health is suffering, whether it's because of the diet or not, it makes you question what you're doing. So yeah, yeah. And so I'm not saying it was necessarily because of the diet, right? Because I have other issues that I think the diet for a while was covering up because it was good. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, so I mean, we I could just talk about it because I talked about it on the, on the blog. Like I ha- I have colitis, which is a digestive uh, issue, and and when you have something like that, you, I mean, depending on kind of the level of what you have, you may have issues with absorbing nutrients and absorbing just your food, really. Um, and so, like, I, I had, I, I was anemic for a while, which is, you know, like the, the kind of the joke as far as, yeah. as far as vegans and vegetarians right. are concerned. And, and, um, I'm sorry. Do you hear my neighbor screaming in the? In, <laughs> I don't in the... hear anything. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Sorry about that. Those um, crazy Budapestians, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe, you know, like this whole like joke about, about, oh, you know, vegans, vegetarians are anemic and, you know, all of them are anemic type of thing. And it actually happened. Um, so, yeah. um, you know, it was just, it was kind of a, almost a snowball effect. Like that happened. And then I found out that, that I had colitis, which I kind of uh, suspected for a long time. I was just too afraid to go to a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, so... So was changing I, I think, the diet. I think I lost my train of thought, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, maybe I can help you. So when when you said I'm going to stop doing this because I think it might not be the healthiest thing, was there something else that you said? Okay, I think this is healthier. Just getting more calories, getting more dairy, eating eggs. I mean, what was it that you said? I think this is healthier than what I was doing, or was it just yeah. the mental health of not just having distress about about what you? Yes, doing? because so one of the issues with um, like Crohn's and colitis, those kind of things, is stress um can bring about the 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 symptoms and so i basically i started relaxing more about my diet um mm-hmm. and not stressing out and you know like what's what's funny is kind of ironic i guess i wrote that article stress free but stress free yeah, vegan right. travel right. and the reason it was it was stress free like when i look at it now it's because i was specifically traveling to places where i knew it would be easy you know what I mean? Right, and so right. sometimes when it wasn't easy, it was like not a big deal because it would be like for a day or for a meal. Um, whereas, um, so, I mean, I was avoiding places where I knew it would be difficult. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Um, right. So that's that's kind of what made it stress-free. Um, and I at the time, I think I was, too, I was too in the thick of it to like look at it objectively, whereas now I can look at it objectively and see that that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I see. Good. All right. So, on a much lighter but related note, um, <laughs> do you have any good tips for eating either vegetarian or vegan while traveling? Like anything that's maybe not as deep as the Buddhist yeah, yeah. philosophy, um, but like just uh, practical things just from having uh, done it so, so much? So honestly, like it's it's not – so vegan is definitely more difficult and there's no, there's no question about that. Like you can – if you're vegetarian, you can go – I would say – anywhere and not have any issues at all finding food um vegan is, is obviously another step like even if you go to india which is it's a lot of india is, is vegetarian um and you get a uh like a chana masala or something it might have ghee in it which right. is clarified butter yeah and so like even if it's like almost vegan it's not necessarily vegan so like even when you're in a place that's very easy for for vegetarians it's not necessarily easy for vegans so um it's it's tough like you you honestly basically what i did was i used happy cow everybody knows you know the, mm-hmm. uh, the happy cow website where i i sought out restaurants that were vegan i also sought out um i tried to look up like traditional meals that are that are that are vegan um you know like a lot of countries have have uh, you know, just normal meals or even just kind of traditional side dishes or whatever that right. are, that are just naturally vegan, not because not for any other reason than that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and also the th- thing is back to vegetarianism, a lot of countries have vegetarian meals that are, you know, easy, easy to find, but again, right. vegan is, is another story. So it's really just about doing research and being prepared. Um, and I think, you know, that's nothing, that's nothing that you haven't read about before. It's nothing that, that nobody knows. It's, it's, you just have to be more kind of vigilant and more prepared than, than, you know, a normal traveler or even a vegetarian traveler. Right, right. Well, that's good. I mean, I think that's, that's different than, you know, most people when they think about traveling, they're thinking about, okay, what am I going to eat at the Chicago airport, like in between <laughs> New York and LA? It's just like, I mean... To think about even going to a different country and and researching their traditional cuisine, I think that's a different level, a different step of of travel, and not maybe not that useful if you are traveling just within the United States or within yeah. the country you're from. Uh, but still, I, I appreciate it. It's good to. It also it also helps to know what other cultures consider vegetarian uh-huh. or vegan. I've heard this because those words are not those are very I guess Western words. Um, right. Like when I was in in. Thailand taking the I was taking the night bus from or night train from Bangkok to Chiang Mai and they have they have like a, a meals they have like I don't know, like a selection of like six set meals you can order and there's one that's vegetarian um so I ordered it 
And she's like, oh, we don't, we don't, the, the lady told me, you know, we don't have any more of that. I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I don't, I was like, I don't want anything. She's like, well, what about this? This is vegetarian. And it was the chicken dish. <laughs> right. And uh, I was like, I was like, no, no, that's not, that's not, that's not vegetarian. She's like, yeah, it's chicken. I was like, no, it's not, it's not, vege- that's not vegetarian. No, thank you. I don't, I, I didn't try to explain that it's not vegetarian. I was like, I was just trying to explain I don't want it. And um, <laughs> right. it was, it was like a, a little bit of a, an issue as far as trying to explain that I didn't even, I didn't want that. But, um, so uh, it's, it sounds weird, but for whatever reason, some people think chicken is vegetarian. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think even in the United States, there are lots of, maybe especially in the South, but elsewhere too, people who think that chicken and fish are not meat. You know, it comes from yeah. the Catholic tradition, I guess, or I guess, I guess Catholic tradition would consider chicken meat, but not fish. Yeah, uh, yeah, but some people, you know, when I told them I was vegetarian or that I don't eat meat, they said, "Oh, but you still eat chicken, right?" And I was like, "Well, no, not that either." Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's so that's another issue. Um, specifically, it's an issue in Thailand, um, but in, in probably Southeast Asia in general. But um, hmm. it's uh, okay. So that's another thing when you're traveling to to make sure people understand, and it helps to learn the words for. Um, you know, this is what I eat and explain the things that you do eat. And this is what I don't eat and explain the things you don't eat. Right. Um, right. As far as meat, poultry, fish, butter, you know, cheese. Um, uh-huh. It's, it's not. So again, so it's, it takes more preparation to, to travel like that. But um, you know, if, if, if that's what you want to do, it is possible. Right. Well, good to know. Cool. All right. So let's shift gears. Um, I want to get into stuff like what you're doing because I, I just still think it's amazing how you just that you make your living like just with online stuff and not just one business but just different things and travel everywhere, uh, always seeming to connect people, which I think is cool. But but I want to talk about running first, just since that's a little okay. bit on topic before we yeah, go. Yeah, I mean this is this is the No Meat Athlete <laughs> right, podcast. Exactly. So let's, let's talk about some running uh, or, or something. Yeah, so I like your running story because you you were never a runner. I remember you used to tell me that you would ride your bike places, uh, and I think we had we exchanged emails at one point where I told you about doing a half marathon or asked you if you ever would and you definitely said no yeah uh and then recently yeah, you did it yeah it's funny you um i i, I always think back to this email because it was like three years ago and you're like one day i'm gonna get you to run <laughs> i was like i was like no you're not no way um what's funny so i so i i grew up playing all sports and i grew up you know very athletic i loved i loved playing outside whatever in the united um, states was, right you grew up- in the u.s yeah i was on the i was on the track team um, so I loved, I loved, I loved sprinting, but I hated long distance running. Like when we had to do even a mile, I, I would not do it. I'd be like, no, I'm not, I'm, I, I run the hundred and 200 meter. You're not, you're not, I'm not going to run that. And, um, you know, even in like basketball, like it's good to be, to have endurance. And I, it was like a joke that, you know, Carl two, two times down the court, he's going to be breathing hard. You know, like I, I just, I, I would never do the do the runs in practice because I I just didn't like running and I I liked I liked sports I just whatever and I I hated the idea of running um, I hated the act of and I hated the idea and the act of running yeah and so did I so, I mean a lot of people did yeah yeah so so that was that kind of went through adulthood really um, except for one brief period. I ran a 5K on 10, 10, 10, October 10th, 2010 at 10 a.m. And it was only because it was that weird thing. So I signed up for it and I was very slow because so you picked I, a 5K, not a 10K. Yeah, of, of course. Because <laughs> I, oh my, I barely finished. And I was like, I, I came in in the, t- in the bottom, like 10% of, of people. Um, 10, no, there you go. Another 10. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I didn't do much better in the half marathon this year, but, um, you know, 5k, it was, it was, I, I felt very embarrassed, but at the same time I was like, well, I hate running. So at least I did that. Uh-huh. But, um, uh, but then, yeah, so I didn't do it at all forever. Um, and then I read your book and I was like, and so this is why, what I love about your, your approach to, to diet and to fitness and all of that stuff. It's, it's just so approachable. Like your book is something that I can share to, with people who are not at all interested in, in, plant-based diet or vegetarianism or anything like that and they can still get inspiration and still get you know kind of motivated to run or to get build a fitness habit and 
So I read it and I was, and I, at, at the time, so influenced by another one of your articles of when you were running 50 days in a row, mm-hmm. I, was, I did that on a bike. I was like, I'm going to ride my bike 50 days in a row. And I, I did like 900 kilometers in 50 days. So it's not, it's, it, it was, it wasn't like a, a ton. I was doing maybe, you know, 15 kilometers a day average, but, um, it was, it was, you know, I usually wouldn't do that every day. I would maybe bike right. like twice a week. Sure. Um, Although I would usually do it for a little bit longer if I do only do it twice a week. But anyway, neither here nor there. The point is, I was done with that, and I was like, well, what do I do now? And so I I read your book, and it really got me excited to run. And so I was like, all right, let's try a 5K again. Um, Because that's easy. (laughs) I I know, know, I've already done it. and, And it was already getting cold. I think it was like October or November of last year. So it was already getting cold in Poland. And... And which isn't necessarily the best time to start an outdoor fitness habit. Um, But I think that's what made me actually love it even more. Cause it was, it was when I would be out running, I would see, you know, almost nobody on the, on the streets doing the same. Uh Um, And then, you know, like the one person I'd see running, we'd kind of give each other a look like, yeah, "Yeah, what are we, what are we doing? But you know, (laughs) this is cool. Um, And so I did the 5k and so it was just a personal 5k. It was not a, it was not a, you know, a, an official one. I just right. wanted to run 5K again. Um, and what I did also for accountability is, you know, I, I, I sent out an email to my, to my blog subscribers and I, I was like, does anybody want to join me on this and follow along? So I, I created a little Facebook group and we did a, you know, we trained together, if you will. Yeah, I remember um, that. So, uh, you know, I did the 5K. I was like, well, I'm not going to be riding my bike now because it's winter and it's, you know, going to be snowing and stuff like that. Um, there's, and I, so I looked up half marathons in 2014 and I found one in Iceland, a night marathon, and it was a really cool night marathon. I would actually, night half marathon. Um, I would actually maybe even like to do this, uh, if I was to ever run another Mm -hmm. half marathon or marathon because it starts, um, so it's during the summer solstice and so there's never a night. Uh-huh. So even at night, so it starts at like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. or something, and you run, and it's it never gets dark. Huh. Um, so uh, I was really I was going to do that one, and then I was like, you know what? I don't feel like traveling for my first half marathon. So the I found the Wrocław, which is the city I was living in in Poland. The Wrocław half marathon was the same time as the as the Iceland half marathon. So I was like, all right, I signed up for it. I started training based on your training plan, and uh, yeah, that was that. I, I ran it really slowly. It was like two hours, I think, 16 minutes. Uh-huh. Um, I w- out of 5,000 5, people, I was like 3,970 or something. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know, the bottom bottom 20%. Um, but uh, yeah, I did it. And my only real goal for that marathon was just to not stop running and to, to not, not stop or walk. And so I, you know, that was, that was, that was that, and and I did it, and it was cool. Good, that's awesome. <laughs> and I had a I had a black toenail for three months. Yeah, after that. that happens. <laughs> I'm surprised that actually that a two sixteen puts you in the bottom twenty percent of the field. Just because I don't know, it seems like to me that's like a that I would think that's a slightly faster than average half marathon time, and I don't really know that much, but maybe I don't know. Is it possible that European? I think maybe there's a more of a running consciousness in Europe. Is that possible, or was it? Did you think it was less running there? I don't know. I, I mean, I was very surprised that there was so many people. Like, um, Wrocław is not a tiny city. It's like 700,000 people. But um, I did not expect 5,000 people to, you know, right. si- sign up for the half marathon. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's more popular, running is more popular here. I mean, I see, I see running stores everywhere I go, but you see those also in the U S so, right. Right, um, right. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate, yeah. but um, I, I would say it's similar. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So how did, I'm just curious about how you, I mean, how did you actually go about changing that or creating this habit? Because a lot of people are, are non-runners or just think running sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, what did you just follow the plans in the book or did you like, D- deliberately do habit change stuff like like the accountability group and things like that to try to get yourself to just start running. Yeah, so I mean, uh, I've I've done a lot of you know habit change type stuff in in my life, and it always goes better when I have an accountability partner. And so that's why I did the that's why I did the accountability group. Uh-huh. Um, 
so as far as as far as specific like habit change type of thing, that's I think that's the only thing I did. Um, other than that, was just you know follow the plan. And I think once you have a plan in place, it makes it so much easier to to do something. You know what I mean? Instead sure. of just go, instead of just winging it. Like if I was like if I if I had thought to myself, okay, I'm just going to run this half marathon and figure it out along the way. Um, yeah, I don't you think wouldn't I, right. I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done it, or I would have done it in a. I would have probably hurt myself, you know, type of type of way. Yep. So, um, yeah, that was that. I had the accountability group, and I just followed the plan. And and also, what I again, what I liked about your approach um, is, you know, if you miss a day, don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Just pick back up the the you know the next day. And I was traveling to Japan right in the middle of my half marathon training, and I knew I would get no running done in that time. Yeah. So. I was kind of stressing out about it, but I, I was like, well, you know, however it works out, it'll work out. And, and it was fine. Like I took the 16 day break from running and <laughs> I, I started right back into it and it was fine. Huh. Wow. Good. That's amazing. I don't know that I would personally recommend a 16 day break, but then <laughs> yeah, glad no, I, mean, I, I, I probably wouldn't either, but I had, I'd already been running at the time. So it was in March when I went to Japan, I started running, I think in November. So I'd already been running, you know, three or four times a week for right. three or four months. So it, yeah. it was already, it was already, a uh, a thing, you know, it was, it wasn't a thing I hated anymore. It was a thing <laughs> right. I, I looked forward to. Right. So, right. um, I think that helped, you know, if I, if I had started, if I had started running for two weeks and then gone away for two weeks that probably would have screwed it up yes strictly from a sort of habit change point of view not not so much fitness loss because i mean that's, yeah yeah different yeah but yeah I, and i think what you said about a training plan is great that's I'm, I'm exactly the same way if i don't have a plan and i think about doing a race six months from now i will you know i'm i'm basically not doing that race until i get a plan <laughs> in place it's like if i don't have one it's not going to happen I, I will find some way to you know do something else skip a run yep. one day and then that becomes two and three and four days yeah. And that plan for me, it just needs to have it there, like to bring me back and you know, <laughs> give me something that I have to follow. Yeah, it just—I mean, it just makes it too, like, to not have a plan makes it too easy to just give up without feeling bad about it. Yeah, exactly. There's you know no I mean? consequence even in your head. You know, it's just yeah. you don't even see the next day that, that you should be doing something again. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm going to go on a diet instead of I'm going to lose you know ten pounds or whatever it is, or right. I'm going to run two miles. Um, if you just say I'm going to go on a diet, it's like that's that's not a that's not a plan that's not a goal you know right. so it's it's it does there's no yeah again there's no like internal consequence for failing if you will right so Wait. yeah definitely having the having the written plan helps so much and the fact that you i had a plan that was done by you you know somebody who's I mean, you. running um it helps a lot too it's sure. like it's not a plan i just came up with so i think that helps as well right right good all right so you mentioned the uh, accountability group and i think that that fit what you do very very well that you started because I just when I when I see what you are doing online it seems that you always are are doing stuff that just brings people together and and I don't know I mean you're it seems to me that you're kind of about ideas and and coming up with new ideas and then trying stuff in a way that generally that involves other people and connecting people uh, and Derek Sivers who I know you worked with on on a project. Uh, wrote a blog post a while that, that said you're one of the most connected people he knew you and like four other people yeah. uh, which which is amazing because he's I mean he's Derek Sivers for people who don't know that he was the founder of CD Baby and wrote a book called is it Everything You Want or Anything You Want Any, yeah Anything You Want Anything You Want that was published by uh, Seth Godin with his Domino Project and uh, it's a good little book very short little book you actually recommended it to me yeah. and uh, I really enjoyed it so the fact that he said that is is amazing i mean that's yeah i mean to, to be honest i was very surprised that that he 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 said he said that because um but like when it so when i think about it i guess i guess it's somewhat true but i think the point he was making was um the point he was making was you don't have to be in physical proximity to to people to be connected like you don't have to be in like new york or, or san francisco i could be wrong but i feel like that's the point he was making because right. i was you know living in poland and the other people he mentioned were living around the world yeah he said where everybody um, was and they were all yeah, so I, so I think I think I think that's the point he was making. Like, you don't have to be uh, you know right next to somebody to be connected with them. And you know, these are people who are very well connected who don't you know don't live in communities that they technically should be so well connected. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean, I I I I generally I think try to 
try to, um, but I don't, here's the thing, like, again, this is why it was weird for me when he mentioned that, because I don't really do it consciously. I don't have, and this is, I guess, going back to having a plan, I don't have a plan for this type of stuff where, where you know, I kind of just try stuff and I like talking to people or emailing people, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of that. I think, yeah, that, I think, I, think I just point. went off on a weird tangent, but... Uh, no, that's, I mean, uh, that's a great point, because I, I know, like, I get emails now and then, I have a handful of online friends who, who I know have the habit of every few months going through their whole contact list and emailing everyone to say hi, and yeah. just like to stay... And, and when I get it, like, I appreciate it, but it's just sort of also like, okay, I just I, I see that you're doing that because you're just kind of going through your list and saying hi to everyone. <laughs> um, but that's, I mean, you, I've never gotten an email from you that's like that. Well, yeah, because I'm so I'm very bad at follow up, and this is this is again, it's not I'm not conscious about any of this stuff. Like I I will go a year without talking to somebody, and then you know next time I talk to them, it's kind of like we we didn't not right. talk for a year. You yep. know what I mean? Right. So um, I just try to be w- with other people how I would want people to be with me. You know, like mm-hmm. not not fake, <laughs> right? And honest. Sure. And I think that's I think people can uh, people can see that. I hope anyway. And so one of the reasons that he said, he said two reasons why all these people are so connected, including you. Um, but the first one was because they keep creating great stuff and posting it online, which gets the attention of their peers. So soon everyone knows who they are. And uh, I think that's, that's, I mean, that's such an obvious thing. That's what blogging is about kind of, yeah. but, but it's about doing that and not just quitting after two months when it's kind of boring or it seems like nobody's reading your thing. Yeah. Um, which nobody, nobody probably will be reading after two months. So. <laughs> right. Sure. It's a bad time to quit, unless <laughs> right. unless you have a good plan. Yeah, I'll which is what the dip is all back. about. Seth Godin's book, <laughs> The Dip. It's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, you decide at the beginning that you're going to stick it out through this thing, or you're not going to start at all. That's actually that's my favorite Seth Godin book. I really like The Dip. I think that's really? a it's a it's a book that is very kind of universal. And you know, Seth writes a lot about like business and type, that type of stuff. But I think that book is more um, philosophical and useful for anybody. Right. So right. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that, that book. Reading that book is probably the reason the Nomad Athlete podcast exists now. Because oh, cool. I was, we, I don't know, Doug and I have been doing it and, and very sporadically and kind of like, right. podcasts are hard because you don't see, it's not like a blog post where there are comments yeah. and people don't even really share podcasts that much. I mean, maybe if, you, if you're really good, but I've read some stuff about even some of the biggest podcasts, very, very low, like Facebook shares and, and social media stuff that happens with them. Uh, it just seems that it's a different type of person who's the podcast listener. You know, they're not always at their in a sharing mode when they're reading a po- or listening to a podcast. No, it's usually, as far as I know, most people listen to podcasts kind of how they were to listen to the radio, which is like on commutes to uh-huh. work and whatnot, yep. you know? So, um, yeah, definitely. You're definitely not in sharing mode. So, yeah. So, we, so I don't know. It was just, it was so hard. There wasn't that feedback like, yes, this is working. This is great. Uh, yeah. But what where I have started to get that is when I go to VegFest. It's like, and we actually have a table there. Uh, you know, half the people come up and say, "Hey, I listen to your podcast." Instead of, "Hey, I read your blog." Oh, cool! And cool. that's like where I get that feedback primarily. But anyway, in this was in end of June, I think of this year. Uh, I went on a little trip by myself to uh, to Beaufort, South Carolina, a little like coastal port town, very small, quiet little place. Uh, I just did some writing and some other stuff. But while I was there, I read the dip and. At the point, I was like, I need to make a decision. Like, the podcast either needs to just stop being done because we were doing once a month then, yeah. uh, or we need to like really dive into it and say we're going to stick it out through this. And and which isn't quite what Seth. I mean, Seth would have said plan all that at the beginning, uh, <laughs> but we were at this conflict phase, and then we decided, okay, it's going to be after this, hopefully twice a week, sometimes once a week. But uh, it has been so far has been the right decision because yeah, I don't know, cool. people are seeming to like it that we're doing more of them now, and it's Definitely. fun. Yeah. So yes. anyway. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I just, I mean, what do you see that as the, the connection theme as something that runs throughout what you do? I mean, cause I've just, like you said, there's the accountability thing. I've seen you many times ask people on your, on your blog list, by the way, Carl's new blog for those listening is carl.guida.com, which is, uh, spelled not in it <laughs> the way that you probably would guess. Yeah. Um, just try, try to find it. But it's <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're gonna have some difficulty right but if you've if you've been a nomad athlete reader you've probably heard me say his name or, or seen me type his name but it's k k a r o l uh i would imagine if you type that k a r o l blog you probably find it but yeah i'm i'm right after pope john paul ii i think <laughs> <laughs> and, and what, what does that mean 
because his real name is Karol Wojtyl. Oh, is that right? Okay. So yeah, I was unfortunately named after Pope John Paul II. So yeah, I so so we we come up on the first page of Google, both of us. <laughs> oh yeah, there the, you are. For okay. The, for the first name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I think I feel like this is a a good time maybe to mention as far as far as connecting and whatnot as far as um like connecting uh what we're doing in two days unless you don't want to yeah definitely that right and that's now. something you've done you've i've seen you do that with other in, in other niches and things so let's let's go there and that is about connection to me so um yeah let's let's talk about the the big bundle sale okay well do you do you want to talk do you want to talk <laughs> I, about I'll, it I'll, I'll introduce it and then you can give some details if you want just from what i don't know what what do okay. you know from having done these things before um cool. so our big black friday thing and this is the no one yet knows about this so this will be the this podcast should go out on wednesday before thanksgiving um so no, literally no one else knows about this besides those of us who are working on it. Uh, and it's it's that we're bringing together a ton of great vegan fitness and cooking and even productivity authors uh, in this big bundle sale. So it's going to be like, what, $600 or something worth of worth of value? Is that our, where we are yeah, to, now? To, to be specific, it's 539.35. Okay, <laughs> good. And Rich Roll is involved, uh, Heather from Yum Universe. Chrissy Morgan. Uh, I mean, I'm leaving off tons of people, but there are tons of really good people in here. Uh, all the nomad athlete stuff, like literally all the nomad athlete stuff, except for some obscure things that we barely even sell anymore. Um, and all that's going to be available for for an amazing price. I don't know. Do, do we say the price in these sort of things, Carl, or do we do we leave that in suspense um, mode? I think. Uh, I mean, I think we can just say it's a ridiculous price but it's only going to last for five days and it starts 10 a.m eastern on friday which mm-hmm. is november 28th black friday. until wednesday december uh december 3rd at 10 a.m um so it's it's basically 23 different fitness productivity cooking guides um from 15 authors um and fitness kind of online fitness professionals um and yeah so i think that that um this whole kind of thing is all about connection right like it's uh, a yeah, we're connecting I mean, all of these people for this ridiculous ridiculous black friday sale yeah and, and i mean it's my hope that obviously what, what we're going to do is appeal to a lot of people who already are eating this way but I, I just think there are so many people who are kind of like at at the beginning phase and yeah and want the resources you know the plant-based eating 101 and just to have all these different kind of voices in their ear telling them what what they can be doing and and enough there that like if you got if you have a question about how to do whatever you're doing whether it's meal planning or or how you should be eating for sports or how you should be even training um it's 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 going to be answered in in here somewhere so i think that that's what i'm really excited about that this is just like a, a way to spread this message which is which is really important yeah i i feel like it kind of covers all the bases from uh, of both a kind of a diet standpoint and a kind of philosophical standpoint, because I know not everybody, you know, not everybody shares the same necessarily um, philosophy as far as plant based and, and, and vegan, right? right? So Certainly. it's 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 good to get other perspectives. I think you know, even if it's similar, right? Yeah, I, absolutely. So that yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I don't know a better way to to sum it up but yeah ridiculously good value it's at uh, nomadathlete.com slash bundle that will be the official url right yeah there's yeah. yeah definitely there's there's nothing there right now so if you go there right now it's just a countdown timer kind of uh taunting you but uh <laughs> right. if you go there at 10 a.m on friday you'll see um it's live right so that's our big black friday thing at nomad athlete uh through through small business saturday and cyber monday and every whatever you would now call we should make up a name for wednesday and we'll say that's the that's that's our and there's also giving tuesday oh we should talk about that too so like um all right yes because uh five percent of of the sales were giving to farm sanctuary right yep so which is um yeah so i think uh yeah we cover all we cover all the bases as far as this (laughs) as far as as all the made-up holidays go for the next uh week yeah so i i think i think we're gonna generate a lot of money because a lot of the you know all the people who are involved in this will be promoting it to their list because they're they're kind of partners in it in some way yeah. um so yeah I, i'm hoping that that with all these different people promoting it that we actually will generate a significant amount for farm shares hopefully something that dwarfs my my book royalties donation which i just did which is i mean the cool thing about donating to them uh is that you can adopt animals and you don't really get the animals but of course we gotta I mean, my kids will really get into it that we can get a, you know, a pig and a chicken and a turkey and a goat and all these nice. and just so it's you know they send you all the stuff and i don't know so we could get a whole farm if we if we do really well with this bundle sale 
How 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 much is the donation for a whole whole farm? <laughs> I don't just to take over the whole business. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have no idea, but I know yeah. each animal is. We, we can set that as a goal. Ten ten million dollars. That's that's our goal. So if you could help us, right. that would be If you do that, sweet. then then it will be it will be Farm Sanctuary by Nomi Dathlete will be the new <laughs> name. We'll take it over. No, so that'd be cool. That's awesome. They're a great organization. Gene Bauer is a big supporter of Nomi Dathlete. He's the founder of Farm Sanctuary. Uh, wears the shirt in a lot of his races, and he himself is a pretty amazing athlete. Just having jumped into the, you know, endurance world recently, and and has done uh, several marathons and a, and an Ironman, and does cool nice. stuff. So, and he's he was a podcast guest. So if you want to hear from him, uh, check back in the podcast archives. And so that's it. Nomadathlete slash bundle um, will be our our contribution to the to the Black Friday hoopla through yes. through whatever Wednesday is. Whatever name December, we'll give that. December third. Oh yeah, uh, what, uh, what, wing in at Wednesday. There um, we go. Okay, <laughs> great. All right. So, um, I, I guess that's enough. I mean, we've we've gone fifty minutes here, which is longer than a typical podcast interview. But uh, but this has been fun. It's been fun for me personally because I don't know. I feel like we don't. I don't know. We we do some projects together and things, and we've hung out a few times. But uh, I just yeah. I just really admire the stuff you do online. So it's it's really neat to to get a chance to ask you about it and and hear it straight from you thank you well you're i mean as as i've already mentioned you're a, a as far as especially fitness is concerned you're a you're basically my my go-to inspiration so i appreciate awesome. that well thank you i appreciate that too um anywhere we, we mentioned your blog is carl.guida.com uh, we'll put links under the podcast episode show notes so if you're listening you can just go to our podcast archives page and you'll you'll find us um you are you still on the podcast carl that you were fooling around with that you were effing around with <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I kind of stopped that. It was it was it was similar, I guess, to you. Or it's like I either need to really take this seriously or stop. And I right. went with I'm going to stop because I, I I don't want to put in the effort because you know, <laughs> which is perfect considering that it was called effing effing with Carl. So you yeah, you get to just <laughs> stop effing around. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, I enjoyed it for whatever however long it lasted. Thank you. Um, yeah. So anyway, if you're listening, just check out Carl's stuff. He does a lot of things online, but the home base is the blog. And uh, yeah. I don't know. It's cool stuff. Cool. So this has been right. good. And I uh, appreciate everyone listening. Hope you all have a good Thanksgiving if you are listening to this before Thanksgiving. And uh, Carl, you do not celebrate, or at least your country where you now live does not celebrate Thanksgiving, <laughs> right? No. Thanksgiving <laughs> is, a, is, is a strictly North American holiday. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Good. All right, so that that will do it. And, uh, Carl, it's been good to talk to you, so thank you very much. Thank you, Matt. All right, talk to everybody later.